just look at the light in the end. You know, it sounds simple and it is. There is all, uh, I think, but that's my personal experience. And uh, I know from other people that uh, sometimes that light isn't there. So uh, maybe people get offended when I say it, but then I say maybe the word try with it, try to see the light in the end. If you, if you, don't, if you are not able to uh, see the light, then it won't be, uh, then it won't be there. You know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're determined to see the light, then it will be there. And um, I always, uh, I was always convinced uh, that everything would come right. And I think that's basically how I am. Het komt altijd goed. That's it will always come right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's even more bottom line how I am than uh, uh, being happy with uh, less or maybe nothing. Um, I'm very positive. I, I, I don't even need a half full glass. I just need a drop of water in the glass. And then I say, well, there's still water in the glass, you know? And I know there's people that only see all the water that's not in the glass. Of course, that, that, that's, that I know. Uh, but I see the drop. I always see the drop. And maybe that's what I lost a bit in the period last summer. That it, that it was hard for me to even see the drop. But I still saw it. So I still knew there will be light in the end. And there is. What's your life story? Welcome to Inspirational Interviews with Jen Rod, where you will discover everyday brave hearts connecting with their truth. Find out what inspires them to do what they love, how they got here and why they never give up. Be inspired by these stories to create your beautiful life. With your host, Jen Rod. Hi guys, welcome back to Inspirational Interviews. As you know, I always put these intros on uh, every interview. There's always a little short intro. And I really couldn't choose what intro to put down because literally I kept selecting little pieces throughout this interview suggesting that this could be a possible good intro because... There were just so many questions that are asked that are questions that all human beings are asking themselves. And if they're not conscious that they're asking themselves, they're, they're living in this questioning. You know, they're, they're going about life exploring this, these questions that I address to Vichart in this interview. And it is a long interview. So, yeah, all I can say is kick back, relax. It is the, yeah, the unfortunate corona dilemma at the moment in the entire world. So this interview is exceptionally inspiring to men and to women. Any of you who are at a crossroad, any of you who are in a job that you hate, any of you who are wanting to start your own business, any of you who don't have a job, and don't have the uh, stamina to pick up the phone and make a phone call 
I mean, you, you're kind of getting my point here. This, this interview is literally for everybody because why? We explore happiness and everyone is in the pursuit of happiness. And yeah, maybe while you're thinking that you're in the pursuit of money because money will bring you happiness, ultimately you and I and everybody wants happiness. So if, if you're that person, if you want happiness in your life, you need to hear this interview. It is unbelievable. I loved it. I'm, yeah, I have a huge smile on my face. I laughed throughout the interview. The, this, the human being, Vichart, he is the most down-to-earth person that you will meet. And, you know, he just understands what it is that makes life joyful. Before I play on with the interview, if anybody needs an interviewer, let me know. If anybody needs someone to speak publicly, let me know. My pursuit in terms of my society pursuit is about encouraging people to connect with their truth. So yeah, if that topic interests you, then I'd be happy to, to come in and talk for you on that. If you know anybody else who wants to share their life story, who would benefit from someone helping them to tell their life story, then I'm the person for that. So let me know if you know anybody who wants to tell a life story, whether it's for the work environment or personally or yeah or for family or friends and otherwise guys hit the like button if you're going to enjoy this interview if you just enjoy the show in general share it on uh, this goes a long way for our guests on the show it's just nice to to hear a little bit of the appreciation from the people who are listening so guys without any further ado i'm gonna kick on with the interview Please give a warm welcome, Vichart van Dijk. The reason why I wanted to have a chat with you, because I don't speak to everybody I know. No. But what I've always been inspired by with you is that you, um, like, I know you, because I know you, so I know you've been through personal changes recently. You've just got a new job. Yep. Um, you're a journalist by by profession. Yep. Um, but you've always struck me as someone, also based on things that you've said, as someone who's, who appreciates the simple life, but genuinely appreciate, mm -hmm. appreciates True. the simple yeah. life, you know? Yeah. And um, I find that nowadays, you know, they, you know, even through so many podcast shows out there and YouTube videos and, and just the, the message out there nowadays is so much about everything. You need to be bigger. You need to be big. You need to be amazing. You need to be famous. Yeah. Um, and... I don't want to. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, is I understand that, that that's great yeah. if, if you're in that position and, yeah. and if you're happy. But it's more that, you know, people can't all strive for that because that's not where the happiness is, you know. Happiness is just... No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. talk to me about your... Let's just go straight in, like, yeah, with your good. philosophy. Yeah, well, first of all, when you, you asked me, yeah, it kind of surprised me. I, I was like... Am I like that? So since then, I thought about it. And uh, I have to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, of course, I knew, but I didn't realize it. And um, I thought about it the last couple of weeks when, uh, since you asked me. And then I was thinking, like, what's important to me? And <laughs> then I realized that uh, what you just described, better, bigger, better, everything, isn't important to me. <laughs> I just want to be as happy as possible. Mm. And especially since the last couple of years, since uh, what, what, what all happened with us in uh, private life and, and business life, 
I, I know that it's in small things and not in big things. Mm. Uh, and that you can be very happy yeah. uh, with just a little. Uh, you said uh, mm. our garden house, we have a little garden house uh, just outside of town. Yeah, so just to fill in there quickly, in yeah. Holland, um, a lot of people, because it's such a, you know, if anyone knows Holland, it's a very uh, compact uh, yeah. country. So a lot of yeah. people have their apartments, but then they have gardens in sort of this big garden area. Yeah, I think, but, well, they're in London and places like that too. They're called community gardens, I yeah, think. Okay, but, but it's a little Africans bit different. Or maybe yeah. Americans wouldn't understand no, the concept. No, no. So we live in an apartment on the third floor uh, in the outskirts of Amsterdam. It's a concrete neighborhood, but just 10 minutes on the bike away, uh, we have this little, yeah, we call it our, our green oasis. And we spent summers there, actually, last couple of years due to all the financial mishaps going on we we didn't go abroad on holiday and uh, we spent our uh, summer months there actually last two years we lived there for three and a half four months yeah because it has also a little yeah house. it's a little house it's yeah. just uh, 28 square meters so that's in, in total that's including the kitchen bathroom children's sleeping little bedroom and the garden is about 300 square meters and well Actually, that's all a guy or uh, a person needs to be happy with just a little. Of course, you need food and everything, but uh, just spending time there, the children all all day outside, enjoying playing with friends, uh, working in the garden. I can advise that to everybody. If you don't feel happy, go work in somebody's garden and uh, you will be better in no time. <laughs> um, no, but that's that's. You're the second person, by the way, that said that. Yeah, yeah. Show. Well, just mm. and and take off your shoes, take off your socks, just stand with your bare feet in dirt and in earth. And I'm not a very spiritual person, actually, I'm not at all. But uh, I think people need to, uh, yeah, we call it arden, yeah, earthing. Earth. I don't know if that's uh, to, to earth, earth, if that's yeah. a, a word in English. But uh, you need that every once in a while, and mm. and if you're somewhere, we have we don't have electricity there. Of course, we have our phones, but we don't have the internet. That is uh, so stunning. It's yeah, but you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need. Of course, we do WhatsApp and things mm. like that. But uh, uh, we go to bed when it's dark. You know, we we read a book and uh, we have a nice old old oil lamp and some candles. The children love that, really, they love that when it's dark, we go to bed and we wake up when it's light again. And so also just to paint the picture yeah. for, for you guys who aren't living in the Netherlands, so there are a lot of these. So it's, it's yeah. in a big, uh, a big space, huh? Uh, yeah, where the encampment, where we are, there's 460 of these little gardens. 460? 463 wow. or something, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you guys have like the most amazing, huge, beautiful old tree. Yeah. Yeah, which is like funny. It's as big as the house almost. Yeah, right? we uh, as children, because it made us nice to tell this exact same garden used to be my parents. So I've been there since they they got it when I was four, I think. Yeah, four, nineteen seventy four. And uh, so so I've been there all my life. It's 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 part of it's <laughs> really part of my life. Yeah. All my life already. And uh, my youngest uh, daughter is now sleeping in my bed, and my, my oldest daughter is sleeping in my brother's bed. Yeah. Same beds, new mattresses, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. It's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's somebody that belongs to me, something, so, sorry, I say somebody, it's something that belongs to my life. Yeah. And um, I was about to go back into time because you said, yeah. where did that come from? I think my parents had exactly the same. They were actually, uh, what we would 
call now poor people. Yeah, we had a car, but my, my father uh, lots of time didn't have money to buy petrol to drive it. Mm. Um, and they had also this garden, this exact same garden. And they had the same happiness yeah. just being there. They yeah. also, we also, as a child, I spent my summers there also. Mm. So basically that's that's been uh, a, a very steady thing in all my life and because of your question i started to realize that that may be uh, the foundation of this uh, uh, it's an attitude it's a of a, a way of life mm. of being happy with not too much you mean because you you also received that message through your yeah, parents way yeah but it's been like that always no, and my, my parents didn't have money to buy me and my brother clothes. So uh, my father worked in, in the city of Amsterdam, in, in the inner city. And he went to the market and bought clo- uh, uh, was he doing? fabric. He worked at Heineken, uh, the brewery. Yeah. Okay. In the office. So uh, yeah. just in the office. And, uh, and then he bought like cloth. Uh, and my mom made us clothes because they didn't have money to buy his clothes. Yeah. And, uh, but for me, that was never... A thing you know I had clothes that nobody had mm. and um, I've always been living in a situation with well not too much yeah so, so tell us who you are now who's if you were to describe if you were to sort of in uh, a nutshell yeah verbally tell me your CV like what's mm. what's Richard's CV if you can <laughs> give it in a nutshell and, and actually start from the school years because that's quite yeah. entertaining yeah well uh, um, well According to my parents, I was a, a bright and uh, a bright little kid with uh, with an attitude. And for those of you guys, he's just to paint the picture. He has Richard sitting. He's got a really nice, you know, um, collared shirt on, trousers, um, red sneakers, and he's got a, he's bald. Yeah. And a pair of black framed glasses. Yeah. yeah. I that's uh, that's a thing. Also, I always wear bright colored sneakers. And normally, you have your other watch on. I see you wear yeah. a different watch. Yeah, the, the other watch, the, 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 the real nice watch, it's broken. Okay. And it costs too much to repair. So, <laughs> so it's in storage for a while <laughs> until I have money again to, to have it repaired. Okay. So, but anyway, it's going to be repaired. That's the yeah. description yeah. of uh, Yeah, so uh, I would say uh, a bright little kid um, spent time in a very local school in our neighborhood. And my mom was in Still the... Still there? Which school? No, it's, okay. uh, it's all disappeared. Okay. Yeah. Actually, my do- the house where I grew up has also disappeared. It's all taken down okay. for a new, uh, new, rebuild. new uh, rebuild. Yeah, and um, mom and dad, classic family, dad working, mom at home. Mom was very, very bright and very spiritual, uh, and she was always studying. She she studied art and philosophy in the evening hours. Uh, to catch up with what she didn't have as a child, and uh, and actually in my experience i had a very happy uh a happy youth uh, as a child mom was always there when we came home from school cup of tea talk was always time for us and uh, as children uh so in in my experience really happy then the school was too small too small to to not enough children and so it was school stopped mm-hmm. and i went to another school it was a very famous school in amsterdam uh, in the south of amsterdam that's the the, the posh neighborhood the nicholas maas hall and then, uh, yeah, I, I was in a class with actually a children from famous people and uh, totally different school than what I was used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really nice as well. Good fun. And, uh, and then I went to Middelbare School. 
senior school. Senior school. And that was also a very famous school in Amsterdam, Borlaeus Gymnasium. And I spent there quite some time because I was bright, but that can uh, work against you. So I didn't do enough. Uh, that made me uh, do the fourth grade two times and actually the sixth grade three times. So I spent, <laughs> so I spent nine years in the school. Where, where you should have only spent? Six. <laughs> I have to say one thing in, in my defense. Uh, my, when I was in fifth grade, my dad died and uh, I was just 18 and that uh, took uh, quite some um, that, took, that took the energy out and, uh, and I was not really focused on school at that, uh, at that time. Uh, but I did well enough to go to the sixth grade, but then things went bad. So, But I was determined to finish it and school uh, was determined to help me with that, to finish it. She said, you're so long here. <laughs> you shouldn't get away without a, a, a certificate. But how so. stunning is that, right? Is the fact that, look, I mean, it's it, it, um, Barleus uh, Gymnasium in Amsterdam. I know it's a very well-known school. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, m- most schools, in fact, all schools in Holland are, pri- um, are government schools. Yeah, most, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that's quite an elite school. It's, yeah, it's a well-spoken, it well-school. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so beautiful that here yeah, you were like, you know, failing your ass every uh, <laughs> for for an extra three years, and then um, the school was like, you know, you've been here so long, we, yep. we want you actually to finish. Yeah, I love yep. that. You know, yep. that's like, you know, because teenagers get lost, right? I it mean, is, and that's for me. That's what the bias is all about. Nobody gets lost there. At least in my experience. <laughs> of course, later on, I heard stories. All my. Uh, close friends or a lot of my close friends are still uh, that I still have are from that time most people have that from their study or yeah. from work I, I, for me it's, it's that time and uh, I still see a lot of people uh, actually now we have a sort of um, reunion thing going on this summer yeah well I joined of course so uh, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's a very important period in my life and, and because Mm, because uh, especially because my father died of yeah. course in that period and then my father just stopped working he was only 59 but um, he uh, already went in sort of a pre-pension and um, so he got 80% of what he earned before but then he died and my mom got 70% of what he had and that was the 80% mm. and if you can do the math that's about 50% of what we had first with four yeah. so with the three of us we had to live of 55% about yeah. of what we had before. So then things got really rough uh, money-wise. And um, yeah, well, again, we, we learned to live with that. And I never had, uh, still, I never had the feeling that we were had, we didn't have things, you know. Of mm-hmm. course, I saw people, uh, other kids in the class go on holiday three, four times a year. And we didn't go, you know. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, <clears throat> maybe to Brussels or something like that. Mm. But how, how did your dad pass away? He had cancer okay. and he got ill in February and he died in April. So in two months time, wow. that, was, uh, that was done. Yeah, yeah it was a, uh, a very uh, intense period because right before that, my uncle, uh, husband of my mom's sis, died as well. So these two guys who were really wow. important in our family died within half a year. For your mom, yeah. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was a really important period. And, yeah, uh, 18 years old yeah. when you lose a parent. Yeah, that's... we almost lost the garden in that time because we didn't keep, you need, there are strict rules there. Yeah. yeah, no, there are strict rules. You really have to 
keep it nice and clean and yes, uh, they, okay. they, they, they examine your garden if it's all by the rules and things like that. Yeah, so it's uh, looking like trash can. No, 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 that's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they said, well, you really need to do something about it now or we're going to throw you out. And uh, so we did, of course, and uh, that's why we kept it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Barley is your yeah. school. It was yeah. a tough. It was a tough time, but you're yeah. explaining that that's yeah. the reason why you stayed an extra yeah. three years. Yeah. That the school supported yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And that was such an yeah. a, a like a momentous experience in your life. Yeah. The fact that the school yeah. was was backing you. And also mentally, because I never showed my uh, certificate to anybody. You know, uh, I never never had anybody ask, uh, "Do you really have your uh, senior school certificate? Mm. Can I see it?" But mentally mm. i know that i finished it you know and and oh, that, okay. that yeah so you mean like in in life yeah people don't say well show me that you no. me that you finished school. nobody ever I, i'm 50 years old now nobody ever asked me in my mind i know that i did it and that i finished it mm. uh with a good result and uh, i think that's what school meant by we're not going to let you go without the certificate and, uh, and tell me you say you were a bright kid so no you just, huh yeah so did you just say I don't, that or no? No, I say yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know. Like That's how, what people told me. Okay, no, but come on. You do know. I mean, like for me, you know, I, I would be averaging the 50% marks, you know, if I, if I wasn't really studying. You know, I wasn't one of, I was one of, the, I was one of the girls no. that did really well at sports, but like I would definitely ask one of the brainy girls in the class to help me, you know what I mean? Hmm. Or, or if I really wanted to do well, then I would. But then no. that would require... A lot of studying but then i would get you know a, a or a b yeah 80 90 percent yeah. if i wanted it but normally it was like mm, i'm happy to just cruise you know yeah. because i knew what i wanted to get but you know if you're bright or not yeah. in the sense if you're academically able to absorb all this information yeah well let's say the first three years in the in in senior school i didn't do a thing in homework and I went through with nice grades. So uh, what is study, a nice grade? Uh, I think you uh, we call it like an eight or a nine. So that would be a B or an A minus yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So really nice grades and without what, doing anything. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you finish school on? Uh, same grades, but that took a little more a little more yeah, effort yeah, because in the end, after four the fourth grade, you really need to put in effort yes. to learn things. You can't. Uh, we get Latin and Greek, old Greek in in school. You, there's no way you can do that by just sitting in class. There's you know, no that's parent not, fashion learning. Though. No, 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 no. That's impossible. You know, Marleas, it's straight from there into university. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do yeah. they have like a higher grade, lower grade in Marleas? No. Okay, no. which is where you were the gymnasium. Well, at, the gymnasium. At, at my time, they had two different lines, and it was the language line and the math line. Yeah. So one side we call it alpha and beta, uh, the Greek for two first letters. And alpha would be the, the, the language line, so you do a little bit more languages. And uh, beta, you do more um, science. science. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And so. And now it's all changed, so they have more packages, more different packages. Okay. I think they have like five or six packages, more something now. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. this is also. So you must have done the languages. No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I did the math because. <laughs> at, at some crazy point in life, I thought uh, uh, that was actually money driven. Uh, very strange in this whole conversation. In this whole conversation, yeah. Uh, I thought if I can study computer science, uh, I'd be well off at some point. So yeah. my focus was to do a computer science in university. 
And that's why I did the math side, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I spent nine years in the orchestra playing the, how do you call the classical drums? Pauke. I just played these big copper uh, kettles. Yeah, the drums, the, the classical drums. Oh, okay. Pauken. Copper kettles. Like yeah, they're, they're huge. They're made from copper. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. I show you and, one time. And you play the piano also still. I play the piano. Also. Yeah. Okay, so you chose the math side. Let's carry yeah. on with your yeah. your CV yeah. in the natural, yeah. which is not taking. Yeah. Well, the then my life kind of got a little bit uh, after school. Uh, I was uh, I was actually twenty one when I uh, finished school, mm. uh, so that's pretty old. Uh, and I started studying, but I also started working in a bar nearby school. Yeah. In the famous area. But what in, did you uh, start studying now? Uh, computer science. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I also started working in a bar in the famous area, Leidsplein in Amsterdam. In actually a famous bar, uh, Café Reiner. And, and it's still uh, there today. It's still there. Yeah. It's over 100 years old or 125 years old. It's a really old bar. And uh, at first that worked, uh, studying and working in a bar. But um, the balance tilted slowly into working more in the bar and less studying. And then I got pretty bad lung disease, probably because of too much partying. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I, I was out of uh, study for about, out of university for about four or five, six months. I, I can't remember, but for a very long time. Because of this lung disease? Yeah, yeah. yeah so what was, yeah. would it explain what that meant? What do you were mean? Were you man down? Were you lying in bed for? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually been in in hospital uh, <laughs> pretty seriously. Like ICU uh, or? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, at some point, they even asked my mom to to bring the insurance papers and things like that because they had the idea that I wasn't going to make it. I, I'm not aware of that. I was pretty much out of it. It was told to me later. So. And my mom died, so I can't uh, awesome. verify if, if, if that's true. Yeah. But that's what they told me. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so now you have this lung disease. I mean, yeah. no, and then... Uh, that's a funny detail, I don't know. So that kind of... Set you back. Set me back. Yeah. Uh, then I stopped uh, studying uh, computer science and I started studying uh, Dutch language. Yeah. But that wasn't for me. And uh, I was, at that point, I was 25, I think, still working in a bar. And there was, it was basically a study with all girls. That was kind of fun, but uh, they were all just 18. And yeah. um, I stopped pretty quickly. Yeah. And then I worked, uh, kept working in the bar. And I mm-hmm. did that in total of 12 years Yeah. until I was 30. And now what made you go into journalism? <laughs> that was uh, p- pure luck. I stopped working in the bar because I thought I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And uh, I had some money, so I didn't need to work. And people got fed up with me not working. And everybody around me started looking for a job for me because they wanted me to off the streets. Mm. <laughs> off the streets? Yeah. What does that mean? I was calling them all the time, like, what are you doing? I'm on the beach. And uh, yeah. uh, they, they hated that. So yeah. they yeah. said, it's time for you to go working again. Yeah. And who's they? Uh, well, a lot of people around me because I was calling everybody, so <laughs> I was harassing them. They were saying, go get a job, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually my sister-in-law, she knew somebody that worked in a, in a publishing agency. Yeah. And she said, I know somebody that needs, uh, uh, I need, I know somebody that needs people mm. and you can write. I, I did some writing, uh, uh, in the time I was working at a bar and you know a lot about computers, so. Uh, it's for a computer magazine, so maybe that's something uh, yeah. for you. 
And then I started working there and I think everybody gets one or two chances in life where uh, things fall into place. Not like karma, but more like if you see the opportunity, uh, it will be there. And uh, this was my opportunity. It was the right place for me to be. Uh, I had a really fun time there. And since then I work in, uh, in publishing and now in PR, but that's really close to, uh, close to publishing. And, uh, what do you mean by if, I, if you see the opportunity, then it will be there? Uh, not everybody is able to see the opportunity that's in front of them because they're focused on different things. And um, I've spoken to people that work for 40 years uh, in, in, in a place and then after 40 years say, I never worked, uh, I never had fun uh, working. I, I, for me, that's, I can't understand that. I can't understand that there hasn't been one moment in these 40 years that there's been something in front of you that you said, oh, that might be much more fun or that somebody asked you something, can you do this or that for me? But you need to, you need to be open for it. I was doing nothing, so I, I had the luck that I was open for it. She had asked me six months before, not for me. And then my life would have been probably totally different. Mm. Of course, that's, yeah, that's with that's everything. Opportunity changed your whole course in life. Yeah. That's when it, yeah. you actually started becoming a career... Yeah, more, uh, more a little bit more serious person. Yeah, yeah. The, before that was just partying, drinking. Mm. Um, so basically, no. in a nutshell, huh? School you took longer than normal. No. Um, they helped you through. You you then were uh, studying, started computer science, got sick, lung disease, stopped that. Uh, when you got better, you studied Dutch. There were all these young girls. wasn't for you. Stopped that carried on working, got to 30 years old, harassing everyone on the beach, and they said, go and get a job, man. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And that's when you started <laughs> yeah. journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I actually started in the, in the evenings. I did a school of journalism in uh, Utrecht, so yeah. I went to work, and then uh, at the end of the day, I got in the car, drove to Utrecht, uh, uh, and then did the evening study. I think that was... support you with that? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, financed by the, by the company. And uh, I think that was about three times a week mm. for two years or something, or mm. three years or something like that. It was a really nice job where we went to conferences all over the world. So I got to travel a lot in a very fancy way, uh, business class flying a lot, uh, five-star hotels. And they treat you well in the hope you write something nice. And they're very upset if you don't write something mm. nice. So. And you were writing for computer science? Or yeah, it was computer reseller news. It was uh, for uh, a magazine that's uh, focused on uh, the trade, computer trade, but uh, business to business. So, okay. Yeah. Fast forward, I uh, came to the Netherlands nearly 11 years ago. Yep. In fact, in a few weeks time, it will be 11 years ago yeah. that I met you for the first time. Yeah. And we were driving in the car, and I was sitting in the back, I think, and you and Camille in the front. But I remember leaning over, or maybe you were leaning over. It's vague. But what I do remember is you saying, I want to start my own business. Yeah. You might not remember that exact moment, but I always remember when people say things like that. So, so you were working for this company, right? Yeah. For all this time. Yeah. And then you got to the point where you're like, you know what, I want to do it on my own. Yeah. Give us a bit of information about that. So you, the idea came about. Why did that come about? Actually, because a lot of people told me, said to me, wouldn't you be a lot happier if you do what you're doing on your own for yourself instead mm. of for a company? And for some reason, I can't really 
put my finger on it why there was, but I had the feeling that they were right. Mm -hmm. But I was a bit of a scary cat. My job very well arranged. I had good pay. I had a car. Uh, all expenses paid, and you know, and um, I changed a little bit inside that company to another job, uh, but still with all the, be the all the benefits. And I was already then with my uh, nowadays wife, uh, and she was still studying. So uh, we had a very good source of income. My income. I was being scared of giving all steadiness up for who knows what. And, um, to start your own business. Yeah, yeah, to start my own business. But then I got a little push in the back because I was fired. Well, fired is a, it's a fired is a big word. Yeah. I was in the meantime, what I was doing was sold to a Belgian company, and they stopped with uh, being active in the Netherlands, and I was the Dutch guy. So they basically stopped with me. Yeah. Um, no, because if you say fire, that means derogatory, <laughs> yeah. negative. Uh, no, no, no. It was actually the best thing that ever happened. Uh, which obviously everyone says. Huh? Business-wise in my life. No, I, I, th I know a lot of people that, that lost their job and didn't get very happy about it. No, but, but I mean when you start your own business afterwards, the yeah, hindsight yeah. of looking back. Well, that know? was fun. Um, I was actually told that they were going to get rid of me in Brussels mm. because the, the, the headquarters of this company was in Brussels. Uh, though I was uh, already a big guy, I was really crying because I saw my world fall apart. Uh, I called my wife and said, yeah, my feeling was right because I already thought that would happen. Uh, I said uh, I was fired and she was actually quite relaxed. She said, well, maybe this is time to start your own. And that totally changed my my uh, my emotion at that moment and was like yeah she might be right and then I got into my car because I was allowed to keep my car for a while <laughs> that was uh, that was really nice because I had to get drive back to Amsterdam in my car I started calling everybody I knew I called Camille first and I called all kinds of people that I knew business wise yeah. he, he's my my best 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 friend so so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody congratulated me they say well, that's good news. Now you can finally start uh, doing your business for yourself. And I actually started my company driving back to Amsterdam. And when I was back... From Brussels. From from Brussels. So basically just... So you were in Brussels. They said, listen, you've lost the job. Yep. Game's over. Game's over. You drove back. You were calling a lot of people. And then literally in that same drive home... I, I, uh, I thought of the name. I thought of what how I was going to do it. I came home, I called the Kamer van Koophandel, so it's a kind of registration company where the you... The company's house? Or yeah, 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 yeah. And I did everything that I needed to do. And I think uh, uh, about three days later or something like that, I was up and running. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And st still today, uh, I still have the company, though I started also a, a steady job again. That was one of, that was the best thing business-wise that ever happened to me. The, yeah, starting of, starting my own company. Yeah. The the freedom, uh, doing only what you like, uh, choosing customers based on uh, are we a fit, yeah. not on can I make some money out of them, will it be fun to do to work for them to work with them because I always consider working with clients that was great and that still is great. Mm. Until today, I still have customers from that first 
uh, from the first moment, and it's now uh, uh, it was two thousand and nine, so that's uh, eleven years ago. Well, yeah. yeah. So, okay, now you are working, you, you've just in the last three months started working at a company. Yeah. yeah. So why didn't, what's happened? You've had a lot of fun. It's given you the freedom. Earlier, yeah. on, earlier on in the conversation, you also spoke about uh, your mom and you spoke about how um, when you came home from school, your mom was there. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how you, huh? Yeah. That's something that's important to you as well, Very. Is, is your children. Very. And that's something that I've also noticed with you, yeah. is your involvement with your children's lives. Yeah, that's uh, about 100%. Yeah. I always, my wife and I always said that whenever we are lucky to get children, uh, we will be there for them, whatever happens. You know, And uh, so I, when my first daughter was born, now seven years ago, I stopped working uh, Fridays just to be with her every Friday, you know, when she was uh, little. And uh, till today, I still do that. It's now a Friday. They're both in school now in the, in the meantime. But when I go home, uh, I'm going to pick them up and I spend the afternoon with them. That has always been important to me. I think that's still a, a, a heritage from how it was with my mom. And I know it's important for children just for their parents to be there. It's a choice. Uh, it, it, it means that you can't... Uh, work at that time so that money-wise it's a it's a choice and a compromise and a compromise but um it uh, it's uh, uh, it's priceless you know it, what you get back for it it can't be expressed in any way in any material way so yeah that has always been uh, my philosophy be there for the children still is and always will be um um yeah. And your since we're talking about the kids now, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna go back yeah. to what I was saying yeah. earlier. But um, your second child, huh? She yeah. she wasn't that was a difficult ride for you yeah. guys. Do you want yeah. to? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we had a bit of a uh, first. It started with uh, right before my wife and me got married. Um, my mom died. That was yeah. Uh, she was uh, her mind wasn't good anymore. So. Um, I think it was a blessing for everybody, especially for her. Alzheimer's. Or yeah, yeah, Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a blessing for everybody that uh, that <laughs> she didn't have to live anymore. But of course, I would have wanted her to be there with the wedding, and uh, and especially later with the children. And um, uh, so we got married, and then uh, our first one was born. Three years later, the second one was born, and she had uh, spina bifida. That's uh, I call it open rug, open, yeah. open back. But it was really small, but significant. And she got uh, operated when she was just six days old. And um, that, was a, that was a very intense period because... Um, just explain maybe, yeah. like, if you were to explain it to a child, what is open back? Um, it, when you're in the womb, uh, your uh, spine, the, the skin, uh, uh, and everything that's got to do with the spine... Uh, gets sipped up like a zipper and uh, it basically works from the top to the bottom uh, from both sides from uh, and and uh, you just close up so the, the whole, whole spinal cord closes up uh, and in some cases it doesn't close up close up properly and that means there's like a, a small or a larger gap in uh, the membrane that's around your brain and it goes all the way down your back until the end of your uh, where where the nerves come out and there was a little hole. 
and uh, yeah. She literally had and still has the scar of it, yeah, the yeah, hole yeah. in her, yeah, in yeah, her back, yeah, yeah, at the bottom yeah. of her spine. It looked like somebody drilled a one centimeter wide hole in her back. That can have serious consequences. Like she, they didn't know if she was able to walk, uh, pee, poop. Ninety-five percent of these children have what's uh, uh, we call it a waterhoofd. Um, Water on the brain. Yeah, so that. Uh, they need drain, uh, a brain drain, literally. Uh, so they all gave us that information just in the hours after she was born. And uh, yeah, we were lost, we're totally lost. And then she got operated, operation got, went really well. Uh, of course, we had a three-year-old at home. So my wife was in hospital with the, with the baby and I was at home with, uh, with our oldest one. They're actually called Kato and Bibi. Kato being the oldest, Bibi being the youngest. She got operated and everything was looking pretty well. Six days uh, old. Six days old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. These guys, these guys are amazing. These, uh, who do this? So, and then um, which hospital was it? In the Fu Hospital. But uh, well, we went into a very difficult year, not knowing how she was going to do. Uh, they still said, yeah, she can have all these problems that they mentioned because it can happen any moment. But things were looking pretty good from actually the first moment already. And then after a year, uh, (laughs) she actually started to walk uh, right on cue. And uh, uh, so that was a big sign that things were looking really great for her. Last two months ago, we heard that she probably will be fired from hospital checks forever. She'll be Uh, fired. Fired. Yeah, how do you put it? Good word for you today. Yeah, no, uh, no I don't um, know how you said it. No, well, where she'll be... She doesn't need to come back. We need to come back. Out. Yeah, um, yeah. There is a word, I don't know. Um, well, but yeah. anyway, she won't in, need to In Dutch, we actually say the same, we use the same word, ontslagen. So, yeah. yeah, the Dutch do use the same words for a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah, so she'll be... Yeah. She won't need the, the sign-offs no. and the check-ups no. anymore. No, no, no. So that's looking good. So, wow, uh, beautiful. But actually, that was the trigger for my wife to fall apart. And uh, she was already on the verge of burnout for a long time. And uh, when she made the BB made her first steps, then uh, my wife, Marioka, she fell, she fell almost literally over. And uh, she was at home for about one and a half years. And uh, that in the beginning, it was so bad that when she took a shower, she needed to sleep for five hours. And um, well, you can imagine that if you have a, a, a then four-year-old, a one-year-old, uh, a wife with serious burnout, then your own company is not much of a focus. So that's when things started to slowly decline. Business-wise, I was at home. I was just, yeah. And that's actually recently, yeah? That's not so long ago. Well, uh, that was 2000. Uh, BB was. Uh, uh, one, no, and, uh, BB was one, so that was uh, 2000. Uh, 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 17? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and partially 2018. So, uh, so I did what I had to do uh, business wise, but uh, it wasn't enough. Um, and also out out of my responsibility, I lost uh, a few clients. They just decided to do other things, and uh, 
there was not. I what couldn't. Do you mean out of my responsibility? Um, I could. I couldn't have changed that if I was still full on in business. Mm. That would have happened anyway. Okay. So. Um, I like how you, how you. I mean, do you know what I mean? I don't know the story. I don't know your clients. I don't know anything about your business. I mean, I know what you do, but I don't yeah. know anything about the dynamics. And I love how you, um, you take ownership for the fact that you know they would have quit anyway yeah. with working with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. I like how you're so blatantly honest about that with me because okay. no, nah, because yeah, well, you don't you're um, not trying to impress me with uh saying, you know, I was having a rough time and that's why shit fell no, off. No, 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 no. It was it was it was it was a um it's uh, sometimes it's hard especially with uh, with expressions to say it in English. We said it uh, um um it was a samenloop van omstandigheden. It was just a It was just it was gonna a combination happen. of a, a combination of things, yeah. and uh, and uh, a few of these clients that would have quit anyway. So, but the the thing is, I didn't have enough time and energy to find new ones, yes. and that's on me. Or mm. well, that's what happened. So these clients uh, that you're talking about that you're still with today, yeah, those were the ones that actually kind of did get you through this time. Yeah, yeah, to work yeah, with them. yeah, 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 yeah. And I always, I've always been. Uh, uh, I'm a bit of an open book in in that way. I always told my clients what was going on. Uh, I tried to get substitutes for me for my business for for for, for my work mm. as good as possible. Mm. Um, and they know and they knew and um, they were fine with it actually as long as the things that needed to be done were done and yeah. I was able to manage that. Um, but still. In the end, I couldn't uh, make enough money, uh, 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 almost not to even survive. Yeah. So, um, w- uh, yeah, well, if you have a life in a house in Amsterdam with two children, you need money. Yeah. Point. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You no, can, of course. Yeah. And so anyway, it, now coming to where we are today, yeah. um, Mallorca, your wife, she's she's in a good space again yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. uh, are good doing great and yeah. you've now uh, in the last three months basically started a new job yeah and yeah. you're still keeping your clients from your old business and yeah. servicing your yeah. clients yeah yeah that so, exists exists next to each other yeah uh, it's in the same line of business i work for a pr agency in tech and uh, all my clients are tech companies mm. um, but i'm more on the publishing side i make brochures and magazines and PR is really mm. about PR yeah, yeah okay. and marketing yeah. yeah yeah so where where like where is Richard now just so I understand like with this whole dynamic you're just about to get the sign off with your daughter you've just started a new job your wife's no. doing well like no we're actually we're in a in a good space and uh, <laughs> the funny thing is Except for the first two weeks with Bibi, with her back, and we knew nothing how it was going to Then I was in a really bad space. You mean when she was just uh, born? Yeah, when she was just born, yeah. yeah. Um, I've all basically always been in a pretty good space. Yes, but yeah. that's exactly why yeah. I called you in. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's... Um, Maybe last summer was... Uh, yeah, so you, yeah. you went through a rough period yeah. because you lost all your clients and you did go through a process yeah. at a time where you were, where you weren't good, feel, as they say yeah. that, you sit not good and you fell, yeah. you weren't yeah. feeling good in your no. skin. No. So, talk to me about that time, yeah. roughly. Um, 
Yeah, well, there was uh, I, I I saw that things were falling apart. Uh, we had a bit of savings, uh, but all the money went. We didn't have savings anymore. Um, and as I just said, if you you don't need a lot, but uh, you need something. And uh, we were uh, getting to the point that we didn't even have something. And of course, my money, my wife makes some money. Uh, but uh, even in the garden, you have to eat. And, uh, and so um, I got to a point where I wasn't really happy uh, anymore with just being in my garden. You know, earthing didn't work anymore. It, it, it just, yeah, it didn't work anymore. So that got me uh, thinking and then I decided, okay, I'm going to find a, a job and uh, that was instantly uh, fixed. So uh, the problem didn't exist for a very long time. But um, what so happened... talk to me about that space because, you know, that's such a real space for... Um, how old are you now? I'm exactly 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 74. No, 74 is when you got the... Car, your, yeah, the, I, I'm from 69. 69, but the cottage was yeah. 74, yeah. yeah. Uh, your garden house. Yeah. Um, so you're 50. Yeah. So of course I was at your party. Yeah. What am I thinking? A surprise party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very big surprise party. Yeah. Yeah. No, so talk to me, that dark space, right? Yeah. So many people go through that space. Yeah. And, um, Just look at the light in the end. You know, it sounds simple and it is. There is all, uh, I think, but that's my personal experience, and uh, I know from other people that uh, sometimes that light isn't there. So uh, maybe people get offended when I say it, but then I say maybe the word try with it. Try to see the light in the end. If you, if you, don't, if you are not able to uh, see the light, then it won't be, uh, then it won't be there. You know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're determined to see the light, then it will be there. And um, I always, uh, I was always convinced uh, that everything would come right. And I think that's basically how I am. Het komt altijd goed. That's... It will always come right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's even more bottom line how I am than... Uh, uh, being happy with uh, less or maybe nothing um, I'm very positive I, I, I don't even need a half full glass I just need a drop of water in the glass and then I say well there's still water in the glass you know and I know there's people that only see all the water that's not in the glass of course that that that's that I know uh, but I see the drop I always see the drop and maybe that's what I lost a bit in the period last summer, that it, that it was hard for me to even see the drop. But I still saw it. So I still knew there will be light in the end. And there is. You said that not even earthing yourself, which is yeah. what you said right at the beginning yeah. of the interview, was so important. Yeah. You need to earth. You need yeah. to get your feet dirty, take your shoes off, and yeah. you even advise advise yeah. that. Yeah. Um, how you say that didn't work last summer? It that didn't. Mm, even not work. not not as good as it normally does. Yeah. I still had worries in my head, like 
will be able to buy food, will be able to buy the mortgage. Uh, I was starting really to worry about money. So what is it about you that was able to see that drop of water? <laughs> it was just a gut feeling that, that things will be okay in the end. And when I decided to... Did, did, you, did you physically put yourself... I mean, because you talk about the garden, so yeah. you did put your feet in the garden. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you were saying that yeah. it didn't work so well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, normally then I uh, relax and I, I, I'm just happy okay, with so, but just you, being you did there. get yourself out of the concrete jungle yeah. and put yeah. yourself in the garden. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, that is yeah. something you take for granted, <laughs> but literally you did move yourself into I a... think I think I even was a little bit too much in the garden. I wasn't doing... <laughs> I, I wasn't doing enough other things. Yeah, but you know? things were, it was so clouded in your head, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You, just, you couldn't see the, the wood from the, the trees oh, I basically, from the, wood, the woods. I basically locked myself in my garden, but not in a good way. And uh, so I think that's it. I, 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 you were I, hiding. Yeah, I was hiding. I didn't see a lot of my friends. Uh, um, I, I don't know... Maybe it was a little bit of shame, you know, I, I, I think it was also shame. Uh, one of my uh, other very good friends, he had, uh, he organizes parties and things like that. And he organized parties really close to our garden. Uh, uh, I didn't have money to, to buy drinks. And actually my wife gave me 25 euros to, to buy a drink there to, to, you know, but then we were with a big group. I couldn't buy drinks for everybody. And normally that's what I do. So it might, I think it was a bit of shame also. Um, and uh, just, uh, I think everybody knows that feeling, you know, just retracting yourself from the rest of the world. But in the meantime, I still had the, I was still convinced that it would change. And actually it took one phone call. And that sounds a bit strange, maybe. But I called this company that I work with now. I, I, I work with them uh, on another basis as a freelancer. And I asked them, uh, do you have a little bit more work for me? And they said, well, we have a lot of work for you. We want to, you to work for us uh, on a steady job. And I think uh, within a week we had a signed contract. And so, okay, you talk about you made that one phone call and literally within days mm. your life changed. Mm. Um, that's not for everybody. I realize that. No, but... Okay. But it... No, but, but hold on a sec. Hold on oh, a sec. Oh, sorry. A lot of people um, are sitting in this... How they're locking themselves in. Yeah. They're closing themselves off the world yeah. because they're so clouded. They're yeah. so lost and they can't yeah. see that drop of glass. Yeah. I mean, that drop of water. Yeah. Making that one phone call can take a massive... Hmm. Like powerful muscle to work in order for you to make that one yeah. phone call yeah. did that was that the case for you or yeah the the, the thing <clears> is <throat> i realized immediately that it would mean uh, a change of the way i was living no because even if they said we want you to work four hours a day or two days a week or whatever uh, which would have been great um, that would mean a change of the way I was living. I had a, a, every 24 hours a day were mine. Which is exactly what you said in the beginning. Yeah. 
of this conversation that I, the freedom you you yeah. you you gave yourself yeah. by starting your yeah. company yeah. you knew that would yeah. go yeah but then I called another friend and he said listen up Wiegert this freedom you have now is because you have nothing to do in the time you were busy with your own company you were starting at eight o'clock, 8.30, and when we left the office, you were still there. I had a, a little office with a couple of friends who were also uh, working for, the, for themselves. A shared office space. A shared office space, yeah. So that got me thinking. I was like, yeah, what's, what's the freedom? And then he said, and you don't have real freedom now because you can't do anything. And that was a big mind uh, 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 how do you call it? Yeah, and it it really opened up uh, uh, another resource in in me, and I was like, okay, yeah, I feel like giving up something, but maybe I'm just getting something back that I lost. Um, that uh, do you understand why I mean? Totally. Okay, I'm okay. Like, I'm so focused on what you said. Okay, so um, that actually uh, got me making that phone call. Like, yeah, because you realized yeah. actually that, and that's the the irony. You you thought you had all this freedom, but you didn't have any freedom because mm. you couldn't do anything. Exactly. You didn't have the money. Exactly. 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 <laughs> but but uh, I also understand you can the psychology that was involved that got you to the point. You yeah. You had your kids. You wanted to be with your kids. You knew that yeah. was important. You lost your parents yeah. at a young well, your dad at a young age. Yeah. Your mom also at a pinnacle time of your life. She yeah. never met your kids. So, yeah. family was important for you. Your wife had a burnout. Like yeah. all these elements had played a yep. factor in your psychology. Yeah. Um, so I understand it. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, what this talk show is about and uh, what life should be about is about enjoying, about showing that life can be exactly. beautiful and about exactly. making it beautiful. Exactly. And you're the only one that can do it yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And the thing is, one of the first things we were able to do, uh, yet again, though it was partially a present as well um, we went on a little holiday with uh, a, a group of friends from my now, so since you got your job since you got yeah. your job and the security back and you then went on holiday yeah a little just in in the netherlands uh in between uh christmas and with it with new year with a, a group of friends from uh, the time i worked in the bar uh, i still know a lot of people about uh, from that time as well and we went to in a big house together with a nice fire pit outside. All the children there playing together. And that was the joy and freedom and everything. And it wasn't really, uh, I really have to say, uh, they, it was also a present for, for my, uh, for my uh, 50th birthday from them. So I didn't pay the full amount. But still we were able to do it. And uh, in the upcoming months, because the plan was already there, I was like, mm, I don't think we should do it because it still will cost money. And yeah. But that was like a breathtaking moment that this simple thing, being in a house with friends, do fun things, uh, enjoy, uh, live, uh, that that was possible again. Uh, that I realized that I definitely made the right choice to make that change. To start being an yeah. employee And of course, I, I, I work four days a week now and <laughs> it's really, uh, 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 we really have to work pretty hard, um, but it's all good, you know, <laughs> it's all good. 
um, because it really gave back what I uh, what I now realize I lost in the time before. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know that there is a bit of discrepancy in what I say. You know, you don't need much. Uh, but I think somewhere along the line I also said you need something and 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 you don't need much but you need something and with nothing uh, yeah well yeah you can you can't live with nothing that's that's impossible I know there's people that do that but that's another conversation another field yeah 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 um, yeah, but they still need to eat, so they do. Yeah, it, well, they, I, I could grow food in my uh, in my garden, and I, I'm actually gonna do that. But now, on a more educational basis for the for the children, so they know yeah. tomatoes don't grow in a plastic container. Container. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you you were really you you know you were just like you you were a human being who wanted to give uh, starting your own business a go. And you went for it. Yeah. And life happened and you didn't... You it's know, still there, ain't a business. Yeah, it's still yeah. there. Yeah. But okay, yeah. like if we're talking about, say, starting, you know, a business and then moving it to, you know, I've interviewed people who've, you know, got their businesses onto the stock market and, yeah. you know, there's all different yeah. dynamics that can happen out there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's about are you happy or not yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but things did happen where your business, like, didn't uh, explode out, should we no. say. But was it your plan always just to work on your own yeah. or did you yeah. want to get employed? Well, actually, again, well, Camille is an important factor in my life. He had lots of trouble with uh, staff and in his business. And that always made me realize I don't want any personnel, just yeah. none, not even a secretary mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, my business model was I am the customer contact and I hire freelancers for every single bit of work that needs to be done. Mm. But I don't want anybody on the payroll. Mm. Never, ever. Okay. So what, what is your, if you look back now, because now it's been like, hey, 10 years, 11 yeah. years on, yeah. in, that, in that journey, huh? No. Um, so many people want to start their own business. So yeah. many people think, do you it. know what, I want to try it on my own. If you want to do it, do it. Okay. But Yeah, that's the only thing I can. But looking back, mm. what do you think the point of it all is? Uh, I think the gratification you get from doing what you're... Uh, it's a, a few factors. Doing what you're good at. I think you only should start your own business if you're doing something you're good at. If you really, really, really like what you're doing. If you, if you wake up and you whistle on your way to whatever you're going to do, only do it then. Uh, the gratification you get from that is, um, I can, it's indescribable. I, I can't, um, that, that can really make you happy. And if you earn some money with it, it's even more brilliant. But I think if the first two uh, work, then you will make some money with it. And I think that Everybody in this world is good at something. Only it's very difficult. To, yeah, but it is. Some people never find out what they're good at. Mm. I always say I could be, maybe I'm uh, an excellent, maybe I'm the best golf player ever. Maybe I, I just, I, I destroy Tiger Woods in <laughs> golf. 
I don't know. I never tried golf. But there's 300 million th things in this world I never tried. And I was lucky that at some point people decided that I shouldn't be on the beach and should start working. And I went into the publishing. So, so for me, um, finding out what I'm good at was really easy. Um, well, you say that, but you, I don't know. I think, um, I think that everyone's steps, I think we all, all the things that we actually start our careers with, whether it's by chance or uh -huh, by luck, you say, mm. or by certain circumstances coming together. And I think often what we start our journeys with is often where we're meant like it's often because it's what we're actually attracting because we're good mm. at it in mm. a way yeah. you know in one way or another like okay i started in the recruitment in industry right i didn't know about that and you know someone also said you need to get a job in this you'll be so good at it you know yeah. and i mean i did and they were right and then yeah from that i started my own business and but that's actually helped the other dreams that i've wanted yeah. which was the talk show etc but these things maybe maybe I, you need to add something to it because doing something that you're not good at and realizing that you're doing something that you're not good at if you don't like is also good you know if you feel like doing something do it and see how it works out mm. I'm, i go back to the guy that worked did 40 years what he didn't like mm. he never tried something else mm. you know he should have said after a few years okay i don't like this so i'm gonna I'm gonna stop with that and of course I realize that not everybody has the opportunity because you all, that guy also had a, a family you know mm. talking about you like what do you think the meaning of this all is do you know what I mean like what's the pursuit for you what do you think the pursuit is in life what uh, I have one pursuit I want to become 104 years old why I think that's a nice number and and talk to me then about that contrast and that irony and contradiction and pressure from the outside world of what about having a, a life where you're rich and I, I can see you raising your eyebrows and I'm I'm putting it that way yeah in money what about that pursuit what, what where do you see that no, pursuit I don't have that pursuit I, I know you're sorry which is why yeah. I want to discuss this with no you. you know I know that that money makes life easier that's that's a thing but money can complicate life as well and uh, I choose for uh, I deliberately choose for a life with enough instead of much or even too much and I'm going to challenge you on that so yeah. have you been super wealthy no in my life yeah no so from 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 my perspective, yes, you know, in a, especially in the time I worked in the bar, I had no girlfriend, I had no nothing, no obligations whatsoever. I always had money in my pocket, but it was not wealthy. You know, I couldn't buy uh, uh, a plane or uh, you know a yacht. Whatever. No, 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 or a house even. I don't. I. Uh, it's not on. It's not on my list. It's just not on my Why list. Why not? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Why don't you want to earn a lot of money? Like you thought at school, you thought let me do computer science because then I could earn a lot of money. Yeah, so it didn't work out, did it? 
well, no, not to, <laughs> not not to date. No. But I'm just curious. Yeah. You had that desire yeah. back then. Yeah. Why did maybe, you have the desire? Maybe back then? I got older and wiser. Yeah, I I know I'm uh, giving a bit of deflecting answers, but I really don't know the answer. I, uh, you know, when I worked in a publishing company to start with, I was about to get editor in chief, and they had a bit of a rule that you do uh, need to do an assessment. Uh, and it was really like a full day of being tested, uh, uh, IQ, intelligence, or uh, your your brain and everything was tested and then I got this report uh, we have a very bright guy here and uh, um, uh, very uh, uh, he's very precise and everything all was good 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 but he said the only thing we worry about is he lacks ambition <laughs> did you know I knew you were going to say that but yeah okay <laughs> and but I and they were really surprised about that outcome and I wasn't no, because, you know, if th there was all kinds of questions, if somebody in your staff wants to lead a project or whatever, be my guest, you know, lead the project. I'm not the boss boss, you know, if, if somebody in the staff wants to take a leading role, that's just fine. You know, I'm not going to say I have the most stripes on my arm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the sergeant major here. You listen to me. I'm not that kind of person. Who do you, who do you admire in, in history? Who do you admire in history? Oh my gosh, that's a question. I should have thought of that before. You know, the thing is, I don't admire a lot of people. I never had, uh, you know, children always have, um, how do you call that? Uh, Super uh, posters. Superheroes. Po yeah, or posters on the wall in the, in the bedroom. I never had. What were you busy with then? Like, what were you, what were you going for? Well, I not, I was not going for other people at least. You know, what's the point in admiring somebody? What does it bring you? You can't be him or her. Won't it, in the end, only give some sort of frustration? I don't know. I don't know that feeling. I don't know. I don't have a. a I, I like music, but I, I, I don't. You know, I'm not a fan. I, I've never been a fan of, of, of anything or anybody. I'm just being me. Yeah. Is it strange not to admire somebody? I don't have an answer for that. It's if mm. it's strange or not strange. I'm just curious because I'm, mm. I'm listening to your conversation, and the reason why I brought you in here is because, yeah, I've, I've you you always have such a. I mean, I you went through that dark period last summer, as you talk about, but you've just always you've got such a warm energy about you. Yeah. You know, you're you're. Yeah, I understand that. You. You're a warm person and you always, yeah, from my perspective, I've always been a positive person. Maybe, maybe it's all, you know, <laughs> I just said I'm just being me, but maybe there's a, a, a real core in, in that saying 
that maybe somewhere subconsciously I always realize that it's me who has to do it or has to change it. You know, I learned that from a very young age. When? Well, well especially since my father died, you know, and that, that <laughs> makes uh, a lot of guidance uh, disappear. And I'm definitely not saying that I had to do everything in my life alone, especially not because I always had lots of people around me. But in the end, it's, if, if it really comes to it, it's you, or in this case me, that has to do things, that has to change things. Nobody can do... Uh, people can advise you, people can support you, people can... Uh, uh, whatever uh, do but in the end it's you and maybe somehow that's even more core to me and that's why I don't admire people you know I have writers that I love I have painters that I love I have music that I love but I don't have uh, this statue like thing or poster like thing how did your dad's death profoundly uh, change or influence your outlook on the importance of life and what's... Mm. Uh, that was basically that I, I really, till today, I miss him. Mm. It's, I think it's really important for uh, children uh, to have their parents, whatever they are, either they are to guys, to girls, to, to uh, uh, whatever. It's your parents, you know, the people that raise you, they need to be there for you, whatever. And uh, that's why I really have, uh, I always find it really difficult with, with people that are divorced and, 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 and I always see with children, uh, sometimes it goes really well, you know, people are still there, whatever, but I'm, it's, it's, it's difficult, so they can't be there. Um, and I always see that impact and um, I, I, my parents weren't divorced but in a way they were of course and what? because my father died okay so, but yeah, they weren't divorced yeah. that's yeah. like, no, 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 a shame to say no but I say in a way well it's just that your mom was a single mom and yeah, your dad wasn't yeah, there but I mean yeah, do you yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe in, that, a, in, that, in that way maybe yeah. it's a way of speaking in English but um, so uh it's about missing uh, one of the two most important persons in your life. And that's always there. Not um, knowingly all the time. I'm not 24 hours uh, thinking of my dad, of course. There are weeks, yeah. months yeah. that I don't think about my yeah. dad. But sub subconsciously, it's something that's always there. Yeah, and that's, I can imagine, also had a huge influence on the fact that you want to be there for your daughters. Yeah. And why I want to become 104 years old. Because I'm an older dad, you know. I'm, mm. uh, I'm 50 now and my daughters are 7 and 4. So I want to be there for them for a long time. So... But the 104 years old is already a, a thing that's, that's been in my mind for a long time. And that's what you aspire to. Yeah. 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 That's my... 
if if you say uh, do you have any pursuit in your life that's something that i always say and i uh, of course it's with a grin because you never know especially now with the coronavirus and everything going going around in the world you never know what happens you know and and it's one moment of of not being very attentive to to the traffic and and the tram can hit you that that you know that you don't have everything in your own hand but um maybe yeah that's the only pursuit i really have wow yeah be uh, be there for my wife and for my children mm. yeah for my friends so, so if you Again. had so, like someone sitting in front of you now and for arguments it doesn't matter male mm -hmm. or female mm -hmm. and they were just on this like they were on this pursuit to you know to try and do what they love to try and make lots of money um you know to live in a big house uh, to have a home in uh, south of France. Mm. It's a long drive. The south of France. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously. <laughs> no, I know you, have, you you're starting a very serious question, but uh, people say that to me. Like, ah, you have this garden house, but wouldn't you rather have a nice home in France or something like that? I say, I can go here if I decide to go there now. We're sitting here in this conversation. In within 25 minutes, I can be there. In your garden. Yeah. If, if in your house in France, you really need to plan. So th that's really nice. But what in the end does it bring you in happiness? Being there uh, uh, one week a year or two weeks a year? If people want to pursue that, go ahead. Be my guest. If that really makes you happy, why not? For me... It would never make me happy because I can't enjoy it. Why? Yeah, well, we need to plan. We need to go in in school holidays and then pack a car or pack suitcases for a yeah, plane. But when you are uh, there, it's nice. Of course, mm. of course, but I can be every single day in my garden house. Which sure, 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 but. But what about that pursuit? What about that pursuit to have? Because, okay, when, when you do have to plan, or say it's your own house, then you don't mm. have to plan. You just have to get in the car and go, yeah. right? Hypothetically, yeah. it's your own yeah. place there. Yeah. Like, what about that, you know, stri striving to have that? Yeah, well, that's for everybody. I, for everybody, it's different. Um, I might be a bit of the odd one out. Um, but I, yeah, well, I, 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 maybe I just don't understand it why people would want that. I really can't wrap my mind about it, around really? it. No. Especially because nowadays it's very easy to just rent something, and if you really want to be there, uh, you can go there. Yeah, it's just what fascinates me about you is that you're. Unless you do it and I don't see it, but it's what fascinates me is that you, you're not striving for bigger, better. No. Uh, it's not it, famous. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's. I, I'm just saying because that's such a stereotype these days. But yeah. bigger, better, more. Like you, you just. You're not striving for that. No, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I, uh, I, I do have Facebook, but I don't use it. Um. 
for me it's not really important what kind of uh, of course if in business you want to make a good impression but it's i don't really mind what people think about me or that think people think highly of me you know i want my friends to love me i want my wife to love me i want my children to, i want all my close ones to love me but that's that's more than enough you see, and this, you, seem, this you seem is to get frustrated with my answer. Though. Not at no. all. Okay. This is this is exactly <laughs> why on my show I interview real people. When I say real, I mean people who are not famous for this or for that. Or no. yes, I will get people every now and then who maybe have been in the media and etc. Um, but even in my mission statements, I say I'm not wanting to interview famous people because they're famous. I want to interview people just because they're real. No. And and mostly, I want to interview people because they, they, they live a life consciously. They live a life fully consciously. And it doesn't mean to say that you're happy all the time. No. no. You know, I, it's just that I hear so many conversations and, you know, of people in the media, podcasts, like I said in the beginning, YouTube, and... It's these people that have so much money. Their houses are so big. Mm -hmm. They've written 10 books. They've all been here. They've all yeah. been there. And what is that? And, and I just want to have conversations with real people that aren't trying to have a, a flag on the map and are just living life. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, and then you sometimes see, uh, yeah, you should get everything out of life, what's in it. For my feeling I'm doing that you know and, and if I see all these famous people with all the money of course you know it's hard it's nice and it's get to to go to these incredible places but I also see all the problems they have you know and all these problems are in the newspapers and everywhere I, I you know I don't I want my problems to be with my wife and loved ones and maybe my friends but that's it I don't want the whole world to mingle in with with me i mm. just uh, i want to be me and mm. it's more than enough when you're 104 yeah and you're lying in your bed yeah your kids are around you and probably yeah. your grandkids yeah because you've definitely calculated that there'd be some grandkids in the picture i hope yeah <laughs> um did you calculate that though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> already i already arranged my full funeral with everything I wrote a poem that's going to be on the card. Uh, I have uh, uh, the music arranged. Uh, uh, maybe if if I don't know if my insurance covers it, but I want a small like magazine like thingy with the text of the music. Maybe um, um, what should be on the card. And the card now says my the names of my daughters with their spouses and maybe children. So yeah, that's already calculated. Wow. It's well arranged. Wow. Yeah. You distract me from a question, but I haven't forgotten it. The no. question was, but now I've, you know, you talk about that's all arranged. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you are even the dad that that's taking photos always with a proper camera. You, you, you're just living a very simple, beautiful life. You, yeah. you, you, you document the photos, you print photos, you put them in these books, printed books, don't you? Sometimes, Sometimes. yeah. Sometimes, but you, you always, you... Nah, very, no, not very, enough. No, but you are very organized with your photos as well. 
Oh yeah, I've got these little folders with the uh, yeah 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 sort of. It's all yeah. organized. Sort of yeah yeah. Sort of yeah. Yeah. Not completely. Not not in the extent that I would like it to be. Okay, yeah, but you are, when you say not in the extent that you would like it to be, yeah. you're someone who's already planned the funeral. Yeah. So, to that extent, <laughs> the It's going to be a cremation, are, by the way. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but by, to that extent, the comparison can be quite dramatic, dramatic in comparison yeah. to someone who yeah. has not any organized photos. Yeah. You're pretty organized yeah. with your photos. Yeah. Yeah point of my question is well the question is so when you are 104 yeah like what are you going to be the most proud of looking back on your life if you now if you look at these moments we've discussed um that's a difficult question because that really depends what's going to happen in the next 54 years uh but i would reckon that um I would be the most proud of if my daughters are happy and good people. I think that would be... If I manage to raise them into uh, persons... I choose my words carefully. Uh, if I manage to raise them into uh, persons that are um, loved by a lot of other persons and they're happy with the way they're living, whatever that way is, um, I think that would make me proud. The next generation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. I. I have a bit of a problem with the word proud because. Um, proud basically can only relate to something. Um, that's really of yourself. You can be proud, you know, there are people that are proud on a, on their football team, their support. That's way out of your reach. You can't be proud of that, in my opinion. You know, they can be proud of themselves for an achievement. But how can I be proud of um, something that's uh, not within my reach? You know, so well, that's I why I, I chose you for... Feel pride. You can feel pride. Like, I feel... I feel proud. I feel as because I think we're all connected as human beings, mm -hmm. and well, not I think I believe we are all connected. Um, and I feel a sense of pride for someone when I see them reaching their goals. I feel a sense of pride for someone like you. I feel yeah. a sense of pride for you when I, I see understand how what you mean. Live such a simple, happy life. I understand what you mean, but. Uh, uh, I think when you ask the question about when I'm 104 and lying in bed with all the people around me, then that's a different kind of proud. Uh, and, and then I really have to come back to myself. What did I do? Uh, 
what did I do to make a difference? And I think that would be somewhere in my children. That's it. It's yeah. about that your, your children. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because money, you know, I don't have a clue what I'm going to do the re- for the rest of the f- next 50 years. And does that, does that matter to you that you don't know what you're going to do? No. There'll always be a drop in the glass. So. And maybe every 10 years something big changes. I don't know. That means I got five major changes ahead. Maybe I'm going to be a magician. I don't know. Wow, that was so simple. Yeah. You do really simplify things. Why worry about what's going to be 10, 20, 30, 40 years? You, of course, you can influence it a little bit. But what about influence, your influence? So you talk about your kids, but what hmm? about your influence on society, your influence on the world? Or is there any desire there? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no? No, that uh, we were. I, my wife and I went to uh, Bali on holiday, uh, on a honeymoon, and uh, that's where we really, for the first time in my life, I, I, I didn't travel to these exotic parts of the world. I, I traveled basically the main Western world. Um, uh, that was the first time I was really confronted with in environmental things. I saw all this plastic everywhere in 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 the woods in the sea everywhere and it i was told it's it's 10 times worse nowadays because that's already uh, a few years a few years ago when we came back i said okay listen up we're going to separate our plastics and till today we do that um but that's, that's as far as my meaning to society goes i think you know i i again with the children i try to be this involved father you know i I do everything that has to be done in school you even make Uh, cakes on their birthdays i always make cakes on their birthday that's actually a a a heritage for my father he always did that for us too so i i I, it's a nice tradition they really like it so uh, it's fun i hope they still love it in a few years it's pretty sweet i have to tell you guys because richard makes Cakes for his daughters every birthday, and I love it because I get to have his cheesecake, which I love. <laughs> but um, the cakes he makes, which are not my f- my favorite personally tasting, are the ones with the marzipan. But you always do these beautiful pictures, and if it's frozen, the frozen yeah, they theme can or, they can choose and yeah, the little night chair theme, which is Kadri, we had already Kadri, yeah, which yeah, is a yeah. band here, yeah, a local band. But you're always doing that. It's very beautiful for yeah. a father to do that yeah. for their daughters. Yeah. Um, as it so, is for a mom, hello, I'll take but, some credit there. But, but uh, that, that, that's, you know, that's more where my focus is. I, I want to be this involved. I go on school trips. Uh, I try to help out as much as possible in school. Uh, for the rest of society. You shrug your, your mouth. Like, so what about that area? Because you, I've now really got to understand you as a person. I think... And and you're really involved with your family yeah. and your life experiences have, have helped you with that to, yeah, that's given you a light also, you're, you know, losing your dad and yeah. it's, it's molded you as a father. Um, 
but what about then, yeah, that whole dynamic of then what about who's Wichert to out of the family? You know, that, that, that goes as far as, as if I see somebody, an older person, lose something in the street, I pick it up and I give it to the person, you know. I'm, I'm just trying to be uh, a nice person in general. But uh, doing something good uh, and then make a picture of it and brag about it on Instagram, that's not who I am. You know, I think it's not meaningful. I think it's better to, to help your, your neighbor uh, with a small thing, with uh, if, uh, uh, if something, a screw needs to be done or something like that. Uh, if everybody does a small thing for somebody else, then the world would be a lot better off than with a lot of, um, I would say, unsincere uh, public mm. display. So, well, what about this talk show, for example? This is not me just being there as a mom for my family. This is me um, creating a platform to share these beautiful stories. No. But I need Instagram, and I've got to sometimes work the no, work. You... I've got to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. I've got to, you mm-hmm. know, I've got to work. Oh, it. I understand. So, what about that? But that's different. That's not uh, showing off. Uh, that's not showing off. You know, you just it's a, you use it as a platform to uh, share what's important to you mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference maybe if everybody would only share what's really important to them um, then that would be better at least to me you know I don't think everybody needs to be shared with everybody and of course you know if people listen to this conversation and they get inspired by it how beautiful is that? I'm in publishing, you know, uh, that is external, that is showing things to the outside world, mm. but in a very contained way, you know, everything I do, everything I publish is always, it's, of course, it's business to business, so it's, 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 for most people that would be really boring, but it's in a contained way, it's not sharing everything to everybody. So, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm trying to li- relate it to your society question. Um, am I important to society? More, I think if I die tomorrow, society won't miss me. <laughs> exactly. No. That, no, but you have these famous vloggers fl- or whatever. Then my, my daughter follows some of these girls that do all this crazy stuff with slime and, and cooking and everything. It's fun. But she would really be upset if, if something would happen to one of these floggers. I'm not such a person. Of course. She would be, you say. She my daughter would be upset if something would happen to yes. these famous floggers because then she would, couldn't watch them anymore. But that's not, my, that's not my position. Of course, there's a lot of people I really hope that would be really upset if something would happen to me. But that's people that are close to me mm. I don't need to speak them through the internet I speak to them in person so what's your advice then to people who are on this pursuit for something bigger something more you're not no. like, you are so categorically no. not you've been through a really dark period in your life no. you've had trauma with your dad passing away suddenly you lost your mom also to Alzheimer's which is also traumatic mm. and then your daughter was born with spinal bifidus and six weeks six days after she was operated like you've had some pretty hectic things happen in mm-hmm. your life 
and you are not pursuing this bigger, better, more life, and no. you are happy, no. and you talk about that spot of water in the glass, that one drop. Mm. What's your advice to people who are on this pursuit, but they're they're feeling like they're not getting there, they're not there, um, they're a bit frustrated. What's your advice to that that dilemma that's of a, society? There's a good uh, business uh, abbreviation. It's called KISS. Keep it short and simple. I would change the first S into small. Keep it small and simple. Set very realistic, close-by goals. Um, because these... These far away, difficult goals will lead to frustration if you don't reach them. There's a lot of people that reach them, and then it's okay. You know, try and do if that is a good fit for you. For me, I think small and simple is better, and I I definitely gonna stick to that for the rest of the fifty five years that rest me. I'm not going to change that, no, never. That's it. Maybe a good example, everybody plays lottery every once in a while, I do too. And um, when we bought our house that we live in Why now... Why do you? Hmm? Why do you? That's a good question. I really don't know. Are you hoping to win? That's why you play a lottery. Okay, so yeah. why were you hoping to win? Uh, I think that uh, a little extra money would give me a little bit more assurance that my, and then again, it's all about my children, will be a little bit better off in the future. So say you did win that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that was what I was about to say. Yeah. When we bought our house, I used a 3D program. We had a bit of extra time before we got we got the house. It took them really long to build it. And I made the whole house, including everything in it, in, in a 3D program. So mm -hmm. we could already walk around in our house virtually. Um, <laughs> and in that same project, I was thinking, let's say if I win a lot of money, what would I do? And then everybody says, oh, I'm going to buy a house somewhere in the country and uh, with a big garden. What I did was I added the house of our neighbor to our house. So still the same house, only with a little bit of extra space. And, um, uh, and I think that is what will happen. Uh, I don't want to lose my neighbor, but I definitely will make her an offer. She can't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> she knows that I already told her I showed her actually the the, 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 the pictures of the yeah because uh, you've got yeah. how big is your apartment it's like uh, 108 square meters so it's 108 square yeah. meters this is a house you live in yeah. you, that, that is the other thing is that you're so happy in your home yeah. you love your home yeah. yeah in combination with the little garden house with your garden house yeah, yeah because yeah. you have that yeah. little retreat you, yeah. you call it an oasis it, yeah yeah, it's a 50-50% win-win. Mm. If we would lose... But would you not want to buy, like, come buy a house next to us here? In... I would really love to uh, live next to you guys, but that has only to do with you. If that would be in a, in a uh, 50 square meter apartment, if that was what it was, that would be just as fine with me.
it's then it would be about I you. Understand. Why yeah. don't you want a bigger space or a bigger house? Why? Seriously, more, being, it's, it's more cleaning. No, I'm I'm one hundred percent honest. I, I know. But you know I'm just, I grew up in a in a sixty square meter house. For in my opinion, I live in a house that's about twice as big as the house that I used to live in, and that worked out quite fine too. I think. So what is it about your brain that says that this is all good, this is all fine, and I don't need a palace? I mean... I don't know. I really don't know. But as I said, I gave you the example. If, if I would win a lot of money, I would buy the, buy the adjacent house so I could stay in the place that Not I'm house, happy but, with. But a flat, apartment, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so yeah. people see yeah. clearly. Because yeah. it's I think a, that apartment is... on the third floor, yeah. yeah. I would just buy the adjacent one because I'm happy where I am now. So it would just give the little bit of extra or she has got a 90 square meter. So it would be a really big mm. for Amsterdam uh, uh, thinking it would be a really big house uh, apartment. Yeah, that is what it would be. I never. Hers is 90. Sorry? Hers is 90. Yeah. And yours is 108. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So 198 square meters. Yeah. And that's perfect for you. Yeah. Oh, pfft. It will never happen. But uh, because yeah, that, that, yeah. that's the most likely thing that would happen if I would win such a lottery. That's the most likely thing. I would make sure my daughters would be safe for the rest of their life. I would make sure my brother would be safe, my, my, my nieces. And that's it. Maybe some more family. Well, I, it's I would probably give a lot away. Mm. Uh, that would make me happy. See, I love how you're just Vichard. You're not someone who's, well, I say not, not yet. Who knows? And there's no judgment on it, but you're Vichard. You're a man with a wife, two kids, you live in an apartment, you have your own little um, garden cottage in Amsterdam as well, and you're living life and you're happy and you're not trying for better, bigger, more, and and that's all just perfect. Hmm. Yeah, well, of course I got this job, so money-wise we're a little bit more out of the... The dark zone yeah, now, yeah. and we're looking where we're going on a probably in um, the autumn holiday. We're going to Sweden. Friends of ours have a, a, a house there, so uh, uh, we couldn't spend a week there. But, yeah. mm. And we're looking forward to that. But that's more like spending time with them there. If if they would have a house uh, here, <laughs> that would have, for us that would have been mm. just as much fun. Mm. It's not about Sweden, of course. The children really look forward to going abroad, but well, wow. yeah, it's what it is, Jan. Cool. No, yeah. I love it. Thanks. Thanks for just yeah sharing your life. I mean, yeah. that's what I absolutely love. You know, it's it, it, it's, it, it's such yeah. a contradiction, but this is what I love is that it's. I'm not calling you in because you've written a book and you're famous because you're freaking no. Eckhart Tolle. It is that is 
But one thing I want to write a children's book one day. Yeah. But maybe when I'm eighty or something like that. Or sixty, I don't know. Or tomorrow. Just for fun, because I think it's fun to do. Mm. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow could be happening. Yeah. If I get a brilliant idea. Yeah. But I think what's just so inspiring is that, like I said, you're not an Eckhart Tolle who. You, you, you're, you're a human being living a good life, enjoying mm. life. Yes, you've gone through difficult times, but you... Like everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but this is the thing. It's, it's so inspiring to... You said at a certain moment in the interview, um, to just be like... It's just being close to yourself. Like, mm. what more is there to get out there? It's like... Yeah. It starts with you, the energy, the responsibility. It's all yeah. here. It's all in you. And it's just about putting your feet in the dirt and seeing the one drop. It, you know, just yeah. because if, like... I, I think if you're able to do these things, if a lot of people would make... It would make a lot of people uh, much happier than they are now. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just it's just it's playing that instrument where you you're you're playing life as an instrument. If you see life as an instrument, you're it's a very fine balance in in tunes and tones between um, being happy because ultimately it's a simplicity that brings joy, mm-hmm. but also. Uh, trying to find this bigger purpose in life or what is the purpose, you know, it's that sort of balance. And I think people are constantly trying to find that. They're trying to find why they're here. Hmm. Why are you yeah. here? I was about to say, we're sitting here and I hear this bird call outside. That's just sheer happiness. This is what we do in a garden. Listen to a bird sing. Really? So why are you here? <laughs> because you asked me. <laughs> no. Why is Wichert here? Why does Wichert On exist? Earth? Ooh, that's an existential question. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, the only thing I can think of this quickly would be that I've put Kato and Bibi on this earth and I think one day there will be uh, uh, there will be good and happy persons I don't know I really don't know why are we on earth I like it being here. Maybe yeah, that's maybe that's the reason. Just because it's fun to be here for hundred and four years. I hope you're around when my cremation is there. There's something on the card about a singing bird. So that's, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. in the poem I wrote. I'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Vic. You're welcome. It was nice. But you.
Vichar, thank you so much for coming on to the show with me. That was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, I'm just so super grateful that I was able to really explore these questions that we are living life trying to figure out. And, you know, when they're two human beings able to have this conversation, that's when clarity uh, appears and truth presents itself. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with me and for being vulnerable. It's not that I felt that you were vulnerable per se, but it was the fact that you were vulnerable in sharing your journey. If people share their stories like this, then, you know, we as the listener uh, can learn from and grow and be happier you know you know something that other people will take a lifetime to figure out and if they were to listen to this conversation well you know maybe that could just shortcut a whole lot of misery <laughs> and for myself even you know it's it it was a beautiful wise conversation that I took on board for my own life so I just want to say thank you so much. I think you need to crack on with that book, you know, maybe wake up an hour early every day and yeah, let the book come to you by uh, giving yourself that hour early extra every morning uh, with a blank piece of paper and see what children's book comes out of that. Because my word, I would love to share a children's book uh, with my kids that's written by such a beautiful human being as yourself. So guys, normally I introduce my next guest, but I won't be doing that now because of the coronavirus, I've canceled all foreseeable appointments. And because I only interview face-to-face, -face, just a personal preference, I won't be having any guests in the studio. But that doesn't mean the show stops. The show goes on. And I will be bumping a desire of mine forward, which I've been wanting to put into place for the last weeks, which is to have a solo conversation with all my listeners. And yeah, I've got you guys from all over the world listening to the show. So I want to have two episodes, the one where I interview people and find out about their life stories. And the other one is where I just have a conversation with you. So what I will be doing now is I will be having that conversation with you guys sooner than I expected. The interviews won't be going on for now, but the solo piece as well. So catch me next week. I'm going to be introducing you guys a little bit to my life, how I grew up. I'm from South Africa. And yeah, just share a little bit of my life journey with you so that you guys can find out a little bit about my background and where I'm from. No clue what I'm going to say yet, but um, <laughs> we'll... We'll cross that bridge when we get there. And in the meantime, guys, share this on. If you know anybody who wants to tell a life story, get in touch with me, Jen at inspirationalinterviews.com. I'd love to help them, uh, yeah, to tell their life story by asking them questions. And very much in the way that I do it on these shows, I will do it with whoever it is that needs it. But of course, it would be privately. And um, yeah, this could be for colleagues or for friends and family, whatever uh, whatever it may be that um, that you're looking for. And if you want someone to come in and give a talk to your staff or to your community on connecting with truth and how to do that and, you know, what, in, what, what are the ways that you can be inspired to connect with your truth, then I'd love to come in and give a talk for, yeah, for whoever that is that needs that. In the meantime, connect with Instagram, the Facebook, inspirationalinterviews.com, is the website. Subscribe there. You won't be inundated with emails. It's just an alert to tell you when the podcast comes out and it's for free. 
and for the rest on all the social media platforms go there if you want to see what's happening in my world and yeah guys be safe look after everyone around you look after yourself think about the people even that you don't know if you're mildly sick have a cold sneeze a sniff whatever then just stay home and call on the people that you know and love and that love you back to um drop some food off outside your door uh yeah be creative this is a time where everyone can connect with their truth and creativity go in the garden get your feet dirty there's no harm in that and uh, find the joy in in a situation that you don't have any control over so guys until next week see you on the flip side